And Oliver, welcome uh, to the show. Welcome to the podcast as well, because we do, it's a simulcast. Uh, so I am jazzed to have you on the show. It's a pleasure to be with you, Zooming here too. I love this new <laughs> technology. Uh, you know, this is, it, this just came out of nowhere, because somebody one time said, hey, do you want to Zoom? And I said, what is that? <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden I had to learn this, but it's so convenient. It is. It's like you can have interviews in your home and just, okay, the world can just come to you. Uh, we're going to talk about your new film, Celebrity Crush, uh, in a moment, but I do want to get a little background because your background to me is very interesting. You, you started acting at a very young age. Yeah, I, I, my parents moved from New York City, and I was seeing other kids at the time, and I said, you know, I can do what they're doing. So my mom thought, you know, this is a passing phase, that I want to be an actor. But at the end of the day, I took this commercial workshop class, and the teacher was like, you know, he's really good. He should be in movies. He should act. My mom was like, no, no, no. And I, they, I pushed her, and finally I, I met with this agent, and she started sending me on auditions. And my very first commercial was a fertilizer ad. <laughs> and it was actually with the gentleman who played my dad, who's the, uh, the, the writer of the movie Stand By Me, believe it or not. So it's a very, it's a, it's a small world. And then after I did that first commercial, I got the part of Poltergeist. And, and, and that really was uh, a tremendous, uh, I, I would say, boon to any young actor to work with Steven Spielberg. Yeah, he's a genius. And he was such a force in my life, even going up to film school, I he got me a Super 8 camera, a Bolio 5008S wow. camera, uh, when I was on the set of Poltergeist, because I brought in my little Super 8 movies, and I said, Stephen, we look at these, and what better person to be your mentor than Mr. Spielberg? So he gave me the Super 8 camera, I started shooting, and, he, and I said, I love making films, I love telling stories, and he said, if you want to be a professional filmmaker, go to film school, go to USC. So mm -hmm. I went to USC film school, and that's, where, that's my alma mater, and it was just, I learned everything I needed to know to make movies there. I, uh, I'm, I am a USC man myself. Go Trojans. Uh, film and television. Jack Shepard was my, uh, was, was my professor at that time. And, and yeah, it, it, you know, everything that you could learn in film school is nothing compared to being on a set because it, you have to apprentice. You have to learn everything for real. Exactly. And, you know, and what's so great about USC is you're around all these people who love movies just as much as you do. And that's what you do. You go out and shoot. And, you know, when we were there, they said to us, these people sitting around in your class, these are the people you're going to know for your entire life. And because you're going into the trenches, you're going to make movies with them. And I was like, sure. I didn't really believe it at the time, but that's exactly what has happened. I know these guys and girls for many, many years now. and We all make films together. Is it true that, uh, that uh, St Stephen saved your life on set with, with a clown? <laughs> you know, I've heard that story before, and I, I believe it's true because my mom said it was. I guess what happened was there was like a mechanical failure with the clown doll's arm, and it got caught around me, and Stephen jumped in and like pulled it off. I don't even remember it happened, but everyone said it did. My mom said it did, so I'm saying it happened. So, so over a period of time, you fell in love with, uh, with, with the stuff that goes on behind the camera, as many actors do, because it's, I, I think it's, I, to, to me, it's, it's a little more freeing, it's a little more expressive. I know acting is a wonderful thing to do, but uh, directing, you seem to be controlling all of the strings. Well, you know, it ha every, every element of filmmaking has its own challenges. Even on the set of Poltergeist, I started even making suggestions. I said to Toby, I said, what if... And I didn't know I was supposed to do this. I said, Toby, what if I take my hand and I reach out to the TV and the camera follows me? 
And he was like, that's a good idea. Let's do it. And that was the, yeah. And it was such a great set. And I said, I just love storytelling and visually relating your story to people. And that was something I really loved in film school because we really learned how to do that. And when you're a director, you can control all elements of the media and you can explain to the audience, this is the story I want to tell. And this is the tone of the piece. And, you know, every movie has its own unique challenges that you experience when you're doing it. So where did you get the idea for Celebrity Crush? Because you're also the, the writer. Well, I, w- I started doing these horror conventions and I was signing autographs. And you have a lot of downtime when you're doing these autograph conventions. And I was thinking, what if I met the craziest fan possible who was completely insane in every possible way? But, and then I started formulating the idea and I said, let's do something kind of fun and crazy, something I could never do at a studio mm-hmm. that I could just play with the whole genre and all the tropes of the horror movie. And so that's kind of like the, that was the, the seedling of uh, Celebrity Crush. You've really got a great cast. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the selection process. Well, my friend Michael Baumgarn, uh, who helped me make the movie, brought us to Florida and we shot it. He said, I, we were looking for the perfect sociopath. And, you know, someone, <laughs> I know if there's such a thing, uh, you know, someone who's lovable at first can also make the transition, but could also convince my character to go home with her. That's not so crazy that you're thinking you'd be hands off from the, the get go. So she introduced me to this actress named Alicia Schneider, and she was so natural and beautiful and sweet, but she also had this quirkiness that was just so perfect for the role. And she sent us uh, her audition on her iPhone, and I said, oh my God, she is just, she's perfect for this role. I knew it right on the spot. So I said, she, you have the part. But being the director and the star of a film, has gotta, you've got to be able to play both sides. Was there, was there immediate chemistry between you and her? We did. And we really got to know each other over a couple of weeks. We talked about the role and the part and what I was really going for as the filmmaker too. Um, and because we had that relationship, you know, when we finally got the set, we were able to just translate that immediately. We had to because we shot the film so quickly. How many days did you shoot? We shot for 10 days in Florida in the height of the summer. And then we did several days of pickups later on. We did around four or five days of pickups in California and in Florida. So it was really, you know, it's really fast and furious. It was a great film film shoot and worked with a lot of young people who just love movies and are just out there and they want to tell their story. And it was great because it was really an interesting like learning experience between all of us. And I had never, you know, I've directed a couple films before this and written pieces, but I had never acted at the same time as directing. And you hear about Clint Eastwood doing that. And after experiencing this, I admire Clint Eastwood, his ability to be able to go in front and behind the camera because it's extremely challenging because you really need, as, a, as an actor, someone to guide you and tell you where you are, but you are that person telling you where you are. And so maintaining tone and where you are in terms of the story is, is really difficult. And I think that's why Clint trusts his, you know, his director of photography, his, the people around him, you, you, you know, he uses the same people over and over as, as probably you do. And that's that shorthand that, that we talk about in film classes that you've got to develop. Yeah. Cause you have to move really quickly and you have to understand, is this working when you're talking to your buddies about it too? And something that is a filmmaker, I, I've realized this because I was an actor, is that you really, as an actor, you're putting yourself out there. You're putting your soul for the world to see. And the director's saying, I want you to be up here. Or I want you to be down here. And you really have to trust them to know that you're not going to make a complete fool out of yourself. Um, so that's, I, I really understood the sensitivity of an actor because I, I had been in front of the camera. 
when you're wearing those three key hats, I mean, there are points on other films when you have a, a separate writer, director, and actor where things get cut. I mean, is it the same process even though you're dealing with yourself? It really is. And, you know, editing is a very a beautiful process because you can really refine your performance. And I worked very closely with my editor, Jeff Rubin. And we said, you know, and he was honest with me. I said, I want you to be perfectly honest. So I suck in this scene. Am I terrible? Is the acting? He was like, yeah, you, you know, you're at your best all over this moment. Well, how can we enhance it? How can we work on the moment? So you need people around you when you're cutting these uh, scenes together to really, you know, be honest with you in terms of performance, you know, and uh, that's what I had on this. And that was a beautiful thing. Do you like the feeling of family on a crew? I do. That's one of the reasons I love making movies because you go out and you shoot something, you, you, you're on this long journey and your journey is to tell the story and everyone's on the same page and it becomes so intense. And sometimes there's angry moments on the set and you have the happiest moments, but you're really just like one big family. And I really learned about that on Poltergeist. That was the best set. I mean, between Steven Spielberg, Frank Marshall and Kathleen Kennedy and Toby, mm -hmm. everyone just worked so well together. And I saw that and I, I just fell in love with that entire process. And I wanted to do that for my entire life. And it's amazing to me that, that you know, these, these small things that you do in your life, I mean, not just the acting that isn't small, but every job you take, every time you go sweep out a theater or whatever you've done, it adds to the experience as you as a director, you pull from all those experiences in life. You really do. I remember reading that there's a great book called Directing on Directing, and they talked to all these great directors, and they asked them what about their life experience. And I remember, I think it was uh, Ford who said, you know, the best thing, how do I become a film director? And he says, go out and live life, you know, backpack across the, the world. And it's all those life experiences that make your movies rich. And because, you know, audiences know if something's not authentic or not. So you want to tell stories, honestly, from your heart. Do, do you have a favorite film uh, that that you know, touches you in some way uh, growing up? Well, I have many favorite films, but, you know, one movie that I, I just really love was, you know, Two for the Road, mm -hmm. you know, the, you know, the Donnan movie. And I just love that because the characters are so honest and no relationship is perfect. And I love romances like that mm -hmm. where there is no silver lining. And, you know, life is full of misery and horrible experiences. But between all of that, we have wonderful times we share with the people we care about most. And that's what I love about that film so much because you're ne nothing's ever perfect. It's hills and valleys in your life. And I think they really portray that. And the chemistry between, you know, Hepburn and, you know, Finney were so, was yeah. so amazing, you know, and you really, you really rarely ever see that in cinema today. It goes back to, you know, what, what true acting is and, and, and true honesty. It's got to be authentic. If it's not, first of all, on the page, how can it be on the screen? You know, and that's, it goes down to writing and it also goes down to, how your actors interact with each other. It really is true. And, and, and it's funny that a camera, I always believe is like a very powerful lie detector. You can see exactly if someone is not honest on camera and they're not being honest to the, you know, the other cast member in that moment, no matter how great of an actor, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to show true. So I think being a director who was once an actor makes you more empathetic. Yeah, I agree. And you're able, you know, this is the thing, you're also able to talk to actors too, because you know what's going through their head and you understand all the insecurities and issues that are going to be coming up on set. 
And, you know, as a child actor, I worked with some directors who just weren't really sensitive to that. They're very technical. And, you know, and you have to understand both sides. You have to stand, you know, have empathy towards actors and then be able to talk to them. But at the same time, you have to understand the technical side. And you really have to marry both of those really together. Um, Because film at the end of the day is a visual media, but you need to be able to also get those performances too. Are you looking at um, the next project maybe being a comedy? I, you know, I've directed comedies before. I've directed, you know, sex comedies and romantic comedies. And I love that. I love to do like a family film again, too. <laughs> I, I wrote a Hallmark Channel movie and I just love that because it was the one movie I could actually watch with my grandmother. And, you know, and she was at a retirement home and she said, my, my grandson wrote this movie for Hallmark. And they all sat in the retirement home and they all watched the film I wrote. So it was just very sweet. And I just love those kind of heartfelt films, even like Cinema Paradiso. Yeah. Um, I just, that film, and I modeled my Hallmark Channel movie actually on Cinema Paradiso. So I'd love to, you know, possibly make another family movie down the line. Now you just work with one of my best friends, Eric Roberts, uh, on, uh, what is it? The, uh, the, the Rideshare Killer. Killers. Yes, I work with Ashley Myers, and he saw that I acted in this movie, and we had worked together on another movie, which I had directed for him, called Man Overboard. And he says, Oliver, I'm doing this little movie. Do you want to, uh, do you want to act in it? I'm like, sure, what do I do? Just tell me where. Because I had so much fun acting Celebrity Crush. So I, I came on down, and he said, now the detective is being played by Eric Roberts. I'm like, the Eric Roberts? the Eric Roberts, the legend. I'm like, wow. So I got to do a scene with Eric Roberts. He is so great. He's such a fine actor, and I love all his work. The guy is a history book of film. I mean, really, he knows everything. Yeah. And what a, what a great and giving actor he is. And he's really... And he's really sweet and he's very patient and he really, no matter what he's working, I can tell he wants it to be very much the best too. And he, and he worked and I like, and I, one thing I really enjoyed working with him, he wasn't in his own world. He was at, you know, they say acting is not acting, but it's reacting. And he encompasses that. And he reacted and helped me through the scene to make it an easier experience for me. Because while I've acted in films, I hadn't done it in almost like 30 years other than Celebrity Crush. And he is so seasoned and he made me feel so comfortable on set. There's this wonderful cyclical thing that happens with actors where you're out of it, as you say, for almost 30 years, and then you're back, and all of a sudden, uh, it's like a horn of plenty. I mean, there's, there's a lot of parts and things opening up uh, because Hollywood has missed you. I, I, hope, I hope so. You know, I know, I just, for me, I just enjoy it. You know, if I get another opportunity to do it, it, and, it and it's a nice, honestly, it's a really great change from directing because now you can trust someone else you just tell, what should I do? Where should I stand? And where am I in this moment? And then you can have a conversation with another filmmaker who can, you know, help you through the process of your performance. And the cost has gone down because we're shooting on digital media now, not film. And uh, you don't have to worry about every scene, you know, being exactly right. No, and you can do a lot of coverage. It's usually, you know, the, the, the shooting time is usually really pretty much the same. I mean, the cost themselves are for film, and actually, on a bigger movie, that's actually one of the cheapest things. Mm -hmm. So you're still, you know, believe it or not, you're still under the gun. Even though yeah. you can light a scene, you can shoot it, uh, you have, still have to get almost all of the same coverage as you did with, uh, with film, as you do with video. In our final moments together, I mean, the, the, the idea of Celebrity Crush, of course, is, is a guy that, you know, was once in, you know, one of the greatest horror films ever made. And um, he's at these conventions and you, you indicated that you went to these conventions. Do you get creepy fans? I had one fan, you know, most part, all my fans are awesome. And, but you know, you do have a couple moments. I had one fan that came up to me 
And she said, Oliver, I got you this honey. And I'm like, honey? And she, she actually pulls out a jar of honey. She says, I have my bees. And these are my, must of my honey. And I'm like, you, that's great. And after she gave me the honey, that was like a commitment to marriage pretty much. And then she began wow. like stalking me online and said, I thought I gave you my honey, Oliver. I, I don't do this to every person. So that, that was kind of really creepy. And I thought about that moment and I kind of, that kind of thing was like, what if we took it like to the next, uh, the 10th level, the hundredth level of that for Celebrity Crush? In one of the, uh, the comments on your movie on IMDb, I saw somebody had written that they wish you'd make a full length feature with uh, Chain Face Clown. I know, we've thought about doing that. We'd love to do that too. And this is the thing about Chain Face Clown. If we make it, you know, it's not a film that's inspired by the 80s we make it this is a film from the 80s meaning a time, this film was a time warp from 1980 so it literally could have been made in 1985 and now it just suddenly was discovered so that's we've actually talked about that and that's we'd love to do it because a lot of people have actually brought that up to me too that'd be a very cool idea you could bring back some great 80s stars for it as well uh I, i'm glad that you know you're still around and doing something really, really creative. And that is, you know, making film. My God. I love the whole process. And I, you know, you might step apart, step away from it for a little while, but you never forget it. And if it's something that's inside of you, it'll be with you forever. I believe. I guess we just take breaks. I mean, it's often said to me that auditioning, you know, actors become uh, professional, you know, auditioners, you know, and, and when you get a part, that's the, that's the icing, but you've got to be really good at auditioning. seems to me like you're not really, people call you up and say, Oliver, would you be in my film? That's kind of a cool thing. Well, I mean, honestly, I'm going to have to audition for movies, but you know, I have a lot of friends from film school and if they're making a movie, I'd be like, you know, for me, that's the most important thing, being part of the process and, and learning in every movie. I, you really learn so much. And, you know, and it's because I started acting as an adult, I've, I've actually learned a lot of new things. Like I had my very first on-screen kiss, which I'd never done because I started mm -hmm. acting right at the time when you would have had to start doing that as an act, professional actor. Wow, that's uh, that's that's news. Yeah, it was it was an interesting experience to say the least.